Well, we are continuing our series this morning that we've been in for a few weeks now called The Kingdom. Uh, in Matthew 6.33, Jesus said this, and this is what this whole series is based on. Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. More now than ever, we need to focus our hearts and our minds on the kingdom of God. In week one, I talked about, we looked at what is the kingdom of God? What and where is the kingdom of God? In week two, I talked about the kingdom's culture. And then last week, Pastor Todd talked about having a kingdom attitude, which is the attitude of gratitude. He, he, he preached that as we wrapped up the Thanksgiving weekend. The kingdom attitude is to have an attitude of gratitude, to be thankful always, right? That's what the Bible says, is that in all things we need to give thanks, because this is the will of God for your life. So if you want to know the will of God for your life, be thankful. Amen? I know years ago in our Wednesday night service, which Pastor Rob preached the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I preached a message called, Every Day is Thanksgiving Day for the Christian, right? As believers, we shouldn't just wait for one day in, thanks, in, in November. Every day should be Thanksgiving Day for us. Because the Bible said the will of God for our life is to give thanks in all things. Even in tough times, even when it's hard to find something to be thankful for. And so today, we're going to be talking about the kingdom's agenda. The kingdom's agenda. And if you're in 1 Corinthians 9, beginning in verse 19, we're going to begin reading. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he says this. Even though I'm a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I too lived under the law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I can bring Christ to those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose. I love that. In every step. I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you would speak to us today. Speak through me, Lord. Help me to rightly divide the word of truth, to clearly preach the, the, the word of God. And Lord God, help us to receive it and to apply it to our lives and be honest about where we're at in life, Lord God, in all that we do. Holy Spirit, have your way. May your kingdom come, your will be done in these services today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, all of us go through life with agendas. Most of us start every day with an agenda, right? If you're like me, every day you, you, you look at what you have going on. You have a to-do list. There's something to do on your calendar or, or something you have going on. We go into meetings with an agenda. We make phone calls based on certain agendas. We start conversations with an agenda 
in mind most of the time. Unless you're just visiting, especially when you're trying to accomplish something, you're, you're going somewhere, you, you start a conversation with an agenda in mind. We even have agendas for vacations and even the holidays, right? Isn't that right? We all have agendas. Everyone has an agenda in life. Out of the passages of Scripture I just read, Paul had a very clear agenda, and it was the kingdom of God. It was furthering the kingdom of God. See, Paul was an intellectual in Athens. He was a Pharisee in the courtroom. He was a Roman citizen to the Roman captain. But his agenda was the same in them all, and it was leading people to Christ and furthering God's kingdom. So my question to you this morning is, what is your agenda in life? What is the passion of your heart that gets you going every single day? Is it the kingdom's agenda? If you want to have a kingdom agenda, here's what you do. First of all, you have to identify your current agenda. Identify your current agenda. I love this again. 1 Corinthians 9, 26, Paul says, So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. See, Paul knew his purpose, and he ordered his life and his his agenda accordingly. He says, Every day... I run with purpose. I have a purpose and I have a plan and I have agenda set out for my life. And we saw through those passages, it was all about getting the gospel to people that didn't know Christ. So how do you identify your current agenda? You may, as I ask that question, you say, okay, Brandon, I know what it is. It's this. I do have a kingdom agenda. I'm doing this. I'm not too sure of my agenda is to get up and make money and save for retirement and all that's fine. But ultimately, what really gets you going in the morning? When, let me say this. When you have a kingdom agenda, it don't matter if it's Monday morning, Wednesday afternoon, or Friday afternoon, you're ready to go. I remember for years when I get up on Monday morning, it was like, oh man, it's the beginning of a new week. You know, but when you're living with a different agenda besides just going to work and paying bills, you're motivated in the morning. So how do you identify your current agenda? Well, here's three questions that could help narrow it down. What do you want to talk about the most? What do you think about the most? And what do you pay the most money for? What do you think about, talk about, and what do you pay the most money for can help you to narrow down what your agenda is, what you're being driven by, what's motivating you each and every day. If you're still not sure what your current agenda is, or if it lines up with the kingdom of God, ask the Lord and he will show you. That's what's so awesome is sometimes we try to do some, so we we need to do self-evaluation. We need to think of where I'm at, what's going on in my life. But a lot of times we don't even know what's really going on in ourselves. We think we know, but we don't really know. That's why King David prayed this prayer in Psalm 139, 23 and 24. He says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and see my anxious thought or know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. If you're not sure what your current agenda in life is, ask the Lord to show you. Ask the Lord to, to search you out and to help you. Sometimes we don't even know, so we need the Lord to search us and to show us. And really, he technically don't need to search. He just needs to point it out and show us. Okay, this is where you're at. Because, you know, you know, if you're married, right, you can think that you're acting a certain way, but your spouse tells you you're acting another way, right? Or you can believe you talk to the children one way, and she tells you, no, 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 it, it was a whole, what? I didn't, I didn't say anything. What did I say? You know, like my dad used to always say, it's not what you say, it's how you said it, right? 
That's a lot of times. Come on, I'm preaching now. That was for somebody right there, and that's a freebie. That wasn't even in my notes. Right? Those that are closest to us can see what's going on in our life and where we're really at. A lot of times better than us. How much more the Lord who created us, created our hearts, created our minds, and knows what path we're on. See, the last part of David's prayer was for the Lord to lead him down the path of everlasting life, which is a kingdom path. Now, he was specifically talking about sin and not wanting to get off the right path. But ultimately, this is what we're talking about. This whole series is all about focusing on, on, on the Lord and his kingdom and, and, and some of the craziest times we've been living in. So today, as we talk about an agenda, it's really what path are you on? What path are you living on? What, what's the agenda that's driving you? If it's not a kingdom path, we need to pray and ask the Lord to show us and to get us on the right path. Now, some of you maybe have heard me tell this story before, but I'm going to go a little deeper. It's kind of going to be a thread throughout this message. But, you know, before I came into ministry, I, I was I was working for a good friend of mine, uh, you know, paying for a living. And, and I, I had started just as a helper. Didn't know anything about painting, you know, like professional painting, doing commercial and, and, and residential work. Didn't know anything. Started out sanding sheetrock, caulking, putty, and doing all this kind of stuff. Over the years, uh, I, I just began to, to, to uh, move up in the company and became a farm and started running jobs and whatnot. And me and me and the owner, still one of my best friends, got real close. And one day, uh, we were riding in his truck, and he said, man, I really want to move back home. He said, I really want to talk to you about maybe coming into a partnership with me, and eventually you maybe can even buy out my company. And I was like, wow, man, that, that would be, I'd be incredible. Just got married. I think we just had Joe at the time, just me and Cassie, and I had just my son. And I was thinking, wow. And I just started thinking about how profitable it can be to be possibly, to be, first of all, a partner in, in, in one of the biggest paint contracting companies in the city, and then also possibly being a business owner, you know. But when this offer came up, I had to seek God and see if that's what really he wanted me to do. Because whenever that got brought up, I was currently pursuing or going towards, I say pursuing full-time ministry because the Lord had spoke to me and called, told me he called me to, to, to be in full-time ministry. He said, I, I called you to preach my word. I knew what that meant. So when this offer came up, I had to begin to seek the Lord. Like, am I going down the right path? Is it really ministry you want? Or is it maybe going into business and doing some kind of, of, of ministry through business and whatnot? So I had to really seek the Lord to, to understand what is my current agenda and I, am I on the right agenda? So in order for you to have a kingdom agenda, you must first identify your current agenda. And then number two, you must change your agenda. If your current agenda is not a kingdom agenda, you must change your agenda. See, when we first read about Paul, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, when his name was actually still Saul, his agenda was to crush this new movement called Christianity by imprisoning and killing Christians. After he had an encounter with Jesus, his agenda changed to helping people become Christians, discipling them, and then sending them out to continue the work of advancing the kingdom. Now look at 1 Corinthians 9.19. He says this, Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. Now his agenda totally switched. He said, I'm a free man. And, and, and he studied. He was, he was on point to be a Pharisee. He was, he was high up. He, was, he said, I'm free. He was a Roman citizen, all these things. But he said, I've become a slave to bring many to Christ. Paul places himself in the position of a slave in a household, he shows how far he was willing to go to adjust his lifestyle 
and behavior to that of people he was preaching to in order to win them to Christ. He said, you know what? I'm changing my agenda. I'm willing to change my behavior, my lifestyle, the way that I think, just so I can reach people for the sole purpose of reaching people for Christ. See, once you identify and evaluate your agenda, if it doesn't line up with the kingdom's agenda, again, you must change it. How do you do that? Well, first, change what you imagine. Change what you imagine. Change what you're, what you're dwelling on, what you're thinking about. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You see, when my friend Troy had mentioned to me about possibly being a business partner and a potential owner, I began imagining that. I remember starting to imagine and think about like, man, this would be so cool. I mean, it just sounded cool to be a business owner, you know. I was in my early 20s and I was thinking, man, I wonder, you know, how I could really provide for my family. And I started, I started imagining this. I started, you know, I started thinking about it. We, we have to, if, if it's not a kingdom thing, we have to change it. Not that that's being, that's wrong because I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit. But for me, you know what, I had to, I had to, I, I knew what the Lord had spoke to me. And so when I got this offer before me, it started changing things up. So I began to imagine that and I had to, I had to, you know, take those thoughts captive. I'll never forget when I came home and I told my mom that. And those of y'all that knew my mom, she knew that, I mean, she prayed me into the kingdom. She knew that I had a calling of God in my life. And when I mentioned to her about possibly going into partnership and even taking this company one day, you should have saw her face. It just dropped like, she didn't say it, but she was thinking that ain't the will of God, you know. And she, but I remember she did say, you know, like, well, would that would you have less time to be able to help out at church and stuff? Because my wife and I were already helping. We were, you know, uh, leaders in the youth ministry, and we were actually the youth pastor at the time. We were their right hand, uh, you know, couple and whatnot. And so I just remember that. But I had to take those those thoughts captive. See, if your mind is constantly dwelling on things that are counterproductive to the kingdom, you need to redirect them. Let me say that again. If your mind is constantly dwelling on things that is counterproductive to furthering the kingdom of God, you need to redirect them. Philippians 4.8 says, And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Fasten your thoughts on the work that God's doing here on the earth, the kingdom of God going forward. So after you change what you imagine, you have to change what you ingest. You have to change what you take in and which these build on each other because what you ingest is what you're going to dwell on, right? Look at Proverbs 15, 14. I, I love this verse. A wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. There is a lot of trash out there right now to feed on. A bunch of trash. Matter of fact, the garbage piles are getting bigger and bigger by the day. And we got to watch what we ingest. Let me ask you a question. Do you hungry for the knowledge of God's will and the purpose for your life? Or are you feeding on things that will delay or derail your destiny? Are you hungry to know like, what's, what's, what's the kingdom agenda look like in my life? What's my purpose? What's my plan? Again, we're having next steps today. That's why we always talk about next steps and trying to encourage you because we're trying to encourage you to find out what your specific purpose is. We want you to find out how to live out the kingdom agenda in your life. Then once you change what you imagine, change what you ingest, change where you invest. Look at Matthew 6, 19 and 21. Jesus said, don't stir up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Stir, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, 
there your desires of your heart will be also. See, when you invest your money in like missions, like we just picked up a missions account, and, and for those of you that invested, when you invest your money in missions, you're investing in eternal things instead of temporal things that won't last. Right? That's what Jesus is saying. We can, we can stockpile money here on earth. And of course, you, you need to have a savings account. You, you need to save for retirement. All those things are great. Well, you have to, that's, that's just part of money management. I get it. But I'm talking about having a kingdom agenda. Is your kingdom agenda just to build your portfolio or is it to invest in the kingdom of God? I believe you can do both. Right? I believe you can do both. It's not one or the other. But what's the driving factor here? When you invest in things like missions like this, I'm telling you, one of the reasons our church has been so financially blessed is because Brother Francis started it many, many years ago, and he always had a heart for missions. He had a heart for the poor. He had a heart for, for, for orphans, and that's one of the reasons. He understood Brother Francis and Ms. Babs always invested in kingdom investments. Amen? And that's one of the reasons why their family and our church has been so blessed. You hear Eric True stand up here every time he comes and cries and says that it was Brother Francis was the first one, gave him a check to move and was the first one to give him monthly support. And look at this, Chi Alpha has reached so many students all across our globe, and now that's continuing to go on. So we need to change what we imagine, change what we ingest, and especially, let me get back to that. Right now, it's so easy to ingest or feed on trash because you can look up anything in two seconds. Before it would take you, you had to wait till the newspaper came out or you had to wait till the nightly news or until, you know, one of your friends at the water cooler at work. But now it's like, wait, who said what? What, what he did? Google. And it's like, boom, it's right there. Right. So you got to be careful. You got to watch what you ingest. You got to not feed on trash, but be hungry for the knowledge of the word of God and then change where you invest. And the third thing, once you identify where you're at, and you change your current agenda, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, is we need to begin to advance a kingdom of agenda. Amen? Identify where you are today. If it's not a kingdom agenda, change it, and then begin to advance a kingdom agenda. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twelve. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and violent people are attacking it. We see the kingdom of God advancing through John the Baptist, as Jesus said, through Jesus himself, through the disciples, through the apostle Paul, and many others throughout our time. And we need to allow the Lord to use us to continue advancing a kingdom agenda today. Because let me say this, everybody has an agenda they're advancing, right? We just had local runoff elections again last night. Guess what? Everybody that got elected to office, they have an agenda, right? I was watching, I was watching the news where one of the guys that got, that got in the new city marshal and she asked the question, what are you going to do the first day on the job? Right? They're asking him, what's your agenda? What you going to be doing? And let me say it more specifically. Everybody has an agenda for your life too. Did you notice that? The longer you live, somebody got a vision and an agenda for you. Josh, this is what you should be doing, man. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should, man, you know what, and and, and whatnot. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody's trying to advance their agenda and also trying to get you on board with their agenda. Come on, we need to get on board with the kingdom agenda. We need to get on board with the agenda that's going to that, that's gonna catapult us into eternity and last forever. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 9. And let's look at Paul's wisdom, because he said a lot there. 
Let's look at Paul's wisdom for advancing a kingdom agenda in 1 Corinthians 9 and how we can apply this to our everyday life. How do we advance the kingdom? When well, verse 19, he says, I have become a slave to all people. Listen, go into an environment ready to serve. I've become a slave to all people. I'm ready to serve wherever it's at. Right? We honored our amazing serve team here a few Sundays ago. And you know what? And we see Jesus said he didn't come to be served, but to serve. And that's what Paul said. I've become a slave. Paul, he, he, he had a great, he had a high status in his society, but yet he took the low road and said, I'm willing to serve people. He actually got stoned, left for dead, and he went right back into that same city to go love on the people and serve them. And, and come on, somebody, somebody talks bad about us. Like, I ain't never talking to him again, you know? This brother got physically stoned. We need to go into every environment, whether it's here at church, whether it's in your home, whether it's, it's at, your, at, at, at your workplace, take on the role of a servant. Remember I said, Jesus said, the greatest among you is those who serve. The reason we always quote the Apostle Paul and he wrote most of the New Testament, because he was a servant. He gave his life for a kingdom agenda. Now look at verse 22. He says, yes, and this is one of my favorite scriptures. Yes, and this has helped me so much. I try to find common ground with everyone. He goes on to say that I may win some. Listen, get into people's lives. Infiltrate their world. Listen, don't get turned off from people when they don't think like you. Most people probably don't think like you. Some of you sit next to somebody that doesn't think like you, and you live with them and have children with them, right? But you ain't give up on them, right? We, a lot of us don't, you know, we, we have to try to find common ground. But listen, this takes work because there might be 19 things that we don't agree with somebody, but there might be just this one thing. Well, it's like, oh, I can, my brother got an Alvin Kamara jersey on back there. I think I can go talk to him about the Saints, right? Right? You can find common ground with somebody about anything. You know, I never forget this. When I was a youth pastor, I might have been a youth, uh, a youth leader at the time, walked in on a Wednesday night. And there was a student uh, sitting there, a teenager. And for you parents, you, you know how this goes in with your own kids. I, I walk up to him. Hey, man, what's your name? And I forgot it. Bill. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Good. How was your day today, man? Good. What school you go to? Katiana. And it was everything was, I was like, oh, my goodness, it's not going anywhere. And parents, y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody try to talk with, right? And so I was just like, Lord, help me here. I'm just trying to, I never saw this kid before. I'm trying to spark up a conversation. And I'm telling you, that was his monotone, just good. Yeah, Katiana, kind of like, okay, wrap it up, dude, move on, you know. And I was just, Lord, help me. And I looked down and he had a pair of Vans on, which is a pair of skateboarding shoes. And I looked down at his Vans and I said, hey, man, you skate? And he lit up. He said, yeah. I said, really? What kind of board do you have, man? And I don't remember. He started telling about his board and where, where you skate at. And, you know, I was about to walk off and probably, but I noticed the little guy's vans, and that was the common ground. You know, I tried to skate a little bit when I was a kid, and that didn't work out well. So, you know, but I knew vans were skate shoes, right? And so just in that moment, but, I mean, even though that was simple, it just shows the principle works, right? You find common ground with somebody. Even the people, again, that you you... You, you, you disagree with, they have the, a whole different philosophy of life and politics and all that. Try to find common ground. Why? Paul says, I try to find common ground with everyone so that I may win them. We got to remember it's a kingdom agenda. We're not just going in to try to make new friends. We're going in to try to further and advance God's kingdom. Next in verse 23 says, I do everything to spread the good news and share in his blessing. I once heard a pastor say, and I agree with this. We will do anything short of sin to win people to Christ. 
Don't get scared on me here. I agree with that. We will do anything, listen to me, short of sin. I'm not saying compromise our standards. I'm not saying any of that. But you know what? We got to get creative in how we win people to the Lord. It's a new day and age. You know, if we would just stay old school and never had Facebook or Facebook Live or any of these things we do, you know, we got to get creative. And how that's why we have wild game cookouts. That's why we give away, you know, all these outdoor things and stuff. Because, man, when you get a thousand men in a church, that's a blessing right there. That's sharing in the blessings of the gospel going forward, right? And that's why we do that. We're in South Louisiana. We know guys like to hunt and fish and watch football and eat. Come on, somebody, right? So he says that. Paul says, I do everything to spread the good news. Then verse 25, he says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. Listen, we must discipline ourselves spiritually, relationally, and with your time to become a kingdom player. We must be disciplined, right? Just reference the saints. There's going to be NFL games on, you know, all day long today. These guys have been disciplining themselves since they were playing peewee football to get where they're at, and they still are. Drew Brees has an injury right now, and he's, he's trying to get back. He said, man, I'm working hard to try to get back as soon as I can. You, you have to be disciplined to be a, a, an athlete at that level, or even a college level, whatever, whatever sport, pick a sport, track, tennis, whatever you like. Whatever you watch, whatever athlete it is, you got to be disciplined in what you do. We must be disciplined, like in, in, even at a higher level, both spiritually, emotionally, and with our time especially. And that's the kicker, especially with our time. Verse 25, they do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. And I'm hoping that's what y'all are catching here, y'all, that a kingdom agenda goes way beyond today, this week, and tomorrow, right? I have an agenda tomorrow. I have a, I have a, a list of things on my calendar to do. I have meetings and I, I have phone calls and, and stuff that I have to make tomorrow. But at the end of Monday, then that agenda's over when it's done, right? Whenever we go through a kingdom agenda and we, we, we get in the game, listen, we're doing it for a prize that's going to last for eternity. So listen, get in the game and play to win, so to speak. I'm using Paul's analogy as an athlete now. Get in the game and play the win. It's, for, it's an eternal prize. You will find that your greatest joy and fulfillment in seeing the, is, is seeing the kingdom of God advance because you know it will last for eternity. I will say this. It's very fulfilling and brings joy in the moment when you see that you're making a difference in somebody's life. Isn't that right? Have you ever helped somebody? You help somebody and like, you know, in that moment, you helped them in a tough time. You helped them with something. In that moment, it's fulfilling. It's, it brings joy to your life. I'm telling you, it's more than all the money you can have in the bank when you help somebody and you make a difference in this life. And you know, that's going to last for all eternity. And in verse 26, I, again, I say it again. So I run with purpose in every step. Be strategic about everything that you're doing so you can advance the kingdom of God. Even when you go to work tomorrow and what you're doing, be, be strategic about it so we can advance. He said, I know my purpose and I run with purpose in every step. So again, our vision here for you is to know God, to live free, to find your purpose so you can make a difference. And a way to make a difference is by advancing the kingdom's agenda. You know, I just finished reading through the book of, of Daniel again. And Daniel, the prophet Daniel was another great example of advancing the kingdom of God. Think about this. He continued to have a kingdom agenda even as he served under multiple pagan kings. This guy served under multiple pagan kings, but the whole time he's ministering to him. He's, he's, he's glorifying God. He's interpreting dreams. Even when they said, hey, you can't pray to anybody, anyone, that brother went straight to his room, kneeled down, opened the window facing Jerusalem, and he started praying. 
He was constantly, three times a day, praying. So even in the, yeah, but man, you don't know where I work. You don't know. No, I don't. But listen, Daniel served in Babylon under pagan kings, and he still advanced the kingdom agenda. I want to encourage you, if you never read through the book of Daniel, go read the book of Daniel. I'm telling you, it'll bless you. You see him further in a kingdom agenda. Now back to Troy's offer, my, my friend, my old boss. Thankfully, not after, long after Troy and I's conversation, Pastor Todd offered me the youth pastor position here, which confirmed what the Lord already had spoke for me to do years earlier. I, I knew that, that what I'm doing today and what I, I believe I'll be doing the rest of my life, the way God wants me to advance the kingdom is through pastoring, is through full-time ministry. But I understand for most people, you out there, you listening this morning, for most people, it's not full-time ministry. For some of you, it may be to start or take over a business that I thought I was going to be doing so you can advance the kingdom of God in the business world and use some of that income to maybe fund the advancement of the kingdom of God. You know, I know a man that that actually um, has a business, still has the business today, and he thought God was calling him to full-time ministry. So he went into ministry for all, still had his business, but he said, man, I'm going to go into to ministry, and I'm going to start doing this, but I'm going to keep my business. And as he went into ministry, he realized that that wasn't it at all. As a matter of fact, he went back and threw himself into business. He had a partner, and he said, man, as a business, we never tithe before. So he had to ended up buying out his partner so the business could begin to tithe. And after he did that, as, as business increased, he was able to use some funds to support missions and orphans around the world, which was his heart. So you see, he thought that it was full-time ministry, but that wasn't God's plan. The way he was to advance the kingdom was through business, and he's still doing it today. There's a young man in this church sitting in this building right now, and he was offered the youth pastor position here. We offered him, my wife and I sat down with him, offered him the position, and he said, man, you know, he had been working with the youth for a while, and he said, you know, he said, we'll pray about it. They came back to me, and he said, you know, I don't feel like that this is what God's called me to do. I feel like God's called me to work with young people, but through teaching in the public school system. And guess what? Just a couple weeks ago, he got a job in a public school. Come on, somebody. Amen? So that's how you know. You know, it's not for most people, it won't be full-time ministry. But when you have a kingdom agenda, you know that. One more, another young lady that comes to this church as well, she said she found out during quarantine what her purpose was. She was working for an organization, and then she got laid off around the time of quarantine, but then she started seeking God. She got closer to God like never before, and she realized God affirmed to her that her calling and the way she would advance the kingdom was by working with autistic kids. Well, a lady, a supervisor at that job actually quit her job, started her own business, reconnected with her. She got back working. She's working with autistic kids now, and she's going back to grad school to even study autism further. And she said, I know this is my God-given purpose. This is how I'm supposed to advance the kingdom of God. And I was talking to her the other day. I wanted to get the details right. And she said, I have a 4.0 right now in grad school. I'm like, come on, somebody. Amen? So I get it. Wherever you are, it may be a teacher, it may be working with autistic school uh, kids, it may be a businessman, and there's all kind. May you may be in the medical field. Whatever the case is, I just want to encourage you to advance a kingdom agenda in your life. Amen. And so here's the secret as as we close this morning. Here's the secret. Listen to this, and you may want to write this down. Your identity determines your agenda. Your identity determines your agenda. And next week, we're going to talk about kingdom identity. See, when you see yourself as an ambassador of the kingdom of God, an ambassador for Christ, which we talked about a few weeks ago, you will begin to live 
by a kingdom agenda. If your identity's off, then your agenda's gonna be off. When you identify yourself as a son of the king, as a daughter of the king, as an ambassador for Christ, then when your identities and, and who you are, then that's your agenda, your agenda is going to follow. Amen? But you will never have a kingdom agenda unless you're a citizen of the kingdom of God. You'll never have a kingdom agenda if you're not a citizen of the kingdom of God. One more scripture, and then we're going to pray. Philippians 3, 17 and 20. This is the Apostle Paul again speaking to the Philippian church. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus lives. Isn't that awesome? It says we're citizens of heaven right now. If you're a born-again believer, we don't have to wait to get there. We're already citizens of heaven, right? We just ain't moved in yet. And we are eagerly waiting for his return as our Savior. Again, in just three verses of Scripture, Paul makes it clear. Some are heading for destruction and some are heading for heaven. Where are you heading? Are you heading for destruction? And again, that term destruction means eternal. Their life, yes, their life is going to be destroyed here on earth, but it will be eternal separation from the Lord. So are you headed for destruction or headed for heaven? Do me a favor and just bow your head with me and close your eyes for a minute. Even you at home that are watching, you'll never have a kingdom agenda unless you're a citizen of the kingdom. Are you a citizen of heaven right now? Do you know today, again, people's lives in quickly, without even young people, without warning? Today, if today was your last day here on this planet, where would you be headed? For eternal destruction or eternal life with the Lord? The Bible says we've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. And the wages of sin is death. Again, that word is eternal death, because the next verse says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us if we repent of our sin, that means to turn away, and we turn to Christ and make him our Lord and Savior and our King, we will be forgiven, saved, and born again, and we become citizens of heaven. Long before we get there, you can become a citizen of heaven today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, Brandon, I'm not sure where I'm heading. I didn't know for years. If you're not sure where you're heading when this life is over, whether you're going to be a citizen of heaven or heading for destruction, you can know today, and I want to pray for you. If that's you, say, Brandon, I want to be sure. I want to make sure I'm right with God. Just slip up your hand, and I want to pray for you. I see your hand, sir, over here. I see your hand. Anybody else? Hands going up here in the middle. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody got both hands up. Praise God. Anybody else? Over here, look, even little ones raising their hands. Sir, I see your hand. Anybody else? What a blessing. Come on, we got some citizens of heaven that, that, that are signing up today, amen, that are surrendering. I see your hand back here, ma'am. Anybody else? Even at home, raise your hand. If you're at home and say, Brandon, I want to be a citizen of heaven. For those of you with your hands raised, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. So just pray something very simple like this. Lord Jesus... Come on, we're all going to pray it together. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. 
Thank you for dying for me. Lord, I know that I've sinned and I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. I turn away today from a sinful lifestyle and I turn to you. I make you my Lord and Savior and my King. Thank you, Lord, for welcoming me into your kingdom and into your family today. Give me the grace and the strength to live for you and to live out a kingdom agenda all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate with these that just made that decision. Yes, amen. Hey, congratulations, all of you that, that raised your hands and both hands and made a decision, you at home, congratulations. If you're here, there's a card in the pew in front of you that says, I made a decision. Fill out that card, bring it to the info center. We have a Bible for you. We want to pray for you. Those of you online, you can click the connect card. For the rest of us, why don't you stand up and I want to pray over you. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray through these three things before we go. Why don't you close your eyes one more time with me? Come on, I hope today that you've identified where you're at. If not, let's ask the Lord to show us. Lord, we pray that you would show us. Help us to identify our current agenda in life. What are we doing? What are we getting up and going for every day? Lord, I know we all have to go to work and, and make money and pay bills, but what's the driving force behind our life right now? Help us. Search us, O oh God, and know our heart as King David prayed. Now, Lord, if it's not lined up with the kingdom agenda, your kingdom agenda, Lord, I pray that you would help us to change it and to get on the right path, the everlasting path that King David talks about. And Lord, help us in every way to advance a kingdom agenda. Lord, just as the ever since John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. Use us to be a part of advancing the kingdom, leading people to Christ, loving on people and glorifying you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. The Lord be with you as you go today. Enjoy your day. We'll see you soon. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be down here.